to lean into the Lord when uh, Chris and Priscilla asked me if I would come. And immediately the Lord began to just download his heart. I'm just getting this revelation. In the midst of uh, doing a lot of things and preparing for my transition and preparing and planning for my wedding, the Lord would just download words from heaven to me and I would stop and I would take note and write down what he was saying. But I think it's really interesting that he would release these words to me while I was in the preparation process of planning for my wedding. And it's because you're called to prepare the bride for her wedding day. July the 24th. I'm really into numbers and the Lord speaks to me that way prophetically. But as I was looking at that, 724, what stood out to me was 24-7. And he said, I want you to tell Chris and Priscilla a word from my heart to encourage them. He said, oh, what friends I have found in them. I have entrusted them with the dream of my heart for Augusta. Tell them and encourage them well. Tell them that I am well pleased, very pleased in the work they are doing there. Tell them they are my pleasure and great delight. I inhale the fragrance of their worship and prayer and smile on them with the greatest joy. Tell them there is more that I will be bringing them into in the days and years ahead as they stay the course. Their priority is my priority. My priority is their priority. There are great shifts occurring continually in the city and region because of the continual focus on me and the well-being of the people that reside in the city and region there. Surely the light is overcoming the darkness. Surely the life of intercession is prevailing over the death of curses. This city will be blessed with peace within her walls. As the gatekeepers, the watchmen, the singers, and musicians stay grounded in their positions and position themselves more for the cause of beholding and watching. I am doing great things as a response to the labor of love among my people there. I am the I am, and my greatness is unsearchable. There are great things that occur in small numbers where unity dwells. Great, great, great things. Tell them to get ready for expansion. To prepare to enlarge and make room, to stretch out, to lengthen and expand in the things that I have called them to do, and to strengthen their hands for the good work. My hand is upon them. The Lord went on to say, do not be alarmed or distracted by the naysayers, the Sanballats and the Tobias that may try to come to you to get you to question or doubt what I have called you to do. They are being sent by the enemy to distract you, even if they may not realize how the enemy is trying to use them.
They may come from within and from without this community, but stay the course. There is an increased discernment and strength being released to you this day. God is surrounding you with wise counsel, leaders of integrity. Some are in your life, more are coming into your life. You are not alone. Some may leave, more will come to do the good work of the Lord. And right now, as a sister in Christ, I break the power of negative words that have been spoken off of you in this ministry in the name of Jesus. And I bless you as a father and a mother in this region to the sons and daughters of God that are coming into glory because this ministry is a revelation of the Father. And today there's a day where God is releasing great healing, great refreshing, and new strength for the journey. I have a corporate word for the church. God released this to me August the 12th. Eight means new beginnings and 12 means governing authority. There is a release of keys to keep the sacred charge through the posture of humility and beholding and through a deeper grounding of identity and sonship. There is an open portal of glory, which is the gate of heaven. Angels will ascend and descend from this place as worship and prayer and equipping take place. There is a releasing of my glory and sound throughout the region from the incense arising from this place. Surely the Lord is in this place. I inhale the purity of pleasure here through what is released. There is expansion unto this release for my glory, says the Lord. I am raising up firebrands, forerunners, deliverers, lingering leaders like Joshua from this place for my glory. The sound released from this place is unique, and it is meant to be unique. The sounds of worship and intercession will fill the atmosphere in this city and region with my glory through fire in the day and fire in the night. Yes, fire in the day and fire in the night. Yes, fire in the day and fire in the night. This sound will shake the kingdom of darkness and shift destinies as the plans of the enemy are aborted and cease as my glory is released. Be encouraged, be strong, and do the work. By my spirit, says the Lord, I am releasing my signet ring to you for my governing glory and authority in the land. Today I am putting upon your hand my signet ring to do great and awesome things with me, for me, through worship, intercession, teaching, and apostolic equipping in this region. There is a campus to come, and it will be unique. It will not look like what you may think. It will be unique according to my design and strategy to accomplish my purpose in and through you. Many will be taught in small numbers about my beauty. Yes, there will be multiplication in the small numbers. Simply do the work and watch what I will do. I am releasing to you this day the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon.
nice. I like that. There's an anointing flowing. So happy sixth anniversary. (laughs) The presence of the Lord is just so strong. The beauty of the Lord is here. The moment I walked in yesterday, I said, there's such a peace. It's because it's what you've cultivated. A habitation for the glory of the Lord. The Lord gave me three passages that I believe uh, it would be encouraging for you all to meditate on and study in this season as it relates to where you are right now in your journey and prophetic history here as the sixth anniversary. Genesis 6, Nehemiah 6, and Judges 6. (laughs) Genesis 6. The call of Noah. Noah, in his day, a culture of vast brokenness, corruption, the grief of of the heart of the Lord caused the hearts of humanity turned away from him, not knowing him, bound to darkness and being led to destruction. He was looking for a righteous man, one that would be an answer, a solution to the crisis in that day. Noah, I want you to build an ark. may not make sense, but trust me because I want to use you to do the work of the Lord so that when those things come that are coming, you will have a safe haven for the sons and daughters that will respond. It will be a place of safety and protection. Just do what I've asked you to do. So Noah says yes, and he does everything that the Lord commanded him to do, even if it didn't make sense. And then the rain came. Nehemiah 6 carried the burden of the Lord. He was a man that saw a problem. He was a man that took action. He was a man that carried the heartbeat of the Lord. And he goes to the king. And the king extends the scepter and says, You have my favor to do the good work. And Nehemiah begins to build the work. He has a team. And when we begin to set out and do the work of the Lord, don't be alarmed when opposition comes. Some come to discourage and disrupt the plans of the Lord that was going forth. But Nehemiah discerned and said, nope. I'm going to keep my focus right here. I'm going to finish the work that the Lord has called me to do. He says, I'm doing a great work and I will not be distracted. God, in the midst of this resistance and opposition, strengthen my hands. 
So the wall was finished. There was an acceleration as he stayed focused. And the enemies heard of it. And the surrounding nations saw it and they were disheartened and perceived that this work was done by God. Now I'm going to go a little deeper with the story of Gideon. God is raising up deliverers in this room. Deliverers of justice who will be repairers of the breach. Shepherds after his heart to care for the sheep and to bring the wandering sheep back home in the days ahead. Gideon was living in a very similar day, like where we are. (laughs) There was idolatry, there was corruption, there was brokenness. Many people called to be people of God They were bound to oppression, strongholds, caves of shame. Their souls were crying out for help. Their souls were crying out for deliverance. And God sends a prophet and said, you did not listen to my voice. They were listening to another voice. The posture of our mind, where our mindset is, it will determine the course of our destiny. What we choose to believe about God will determine the outcome of our destiny. What we believe about God determines everything in our life. It will determine how we spend our time. It will determine what we believe about ourselves. It will determine the choices that we make. The issue has always been about a mindset issue. Jesus Christ come to earth to resolve a mindset issue. We fell because we believed a lie about God. And when we believe a lie about God, then we believe a lie about ourselves. And Jesus came to reveal the Father, who he was and who he was not, to dismantle a lie, to dismantle a stronghold. Because how do sons and daughters come to the glory of God? They have to have a revelation of their father. And we're called to do the work of Jesus. What did Jesus do when he came? I've come to reveal the father. To see me is to see the father. So this is the hour of growing and knowing the Father. The enemy wants to come to distort the image of the Father so that he can father a generation and lead them with him to his destiny. But I'm going to tell you, God is raising up deliverers in this room that's going to deliver many sons and daughters of God from the destiny that the enemy has tried to bring them into. John 10, 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come to give abundant life and life abundantly. And I'm telling you, he is raising you up and this house will be a ministry of restoration he comes to Gideon 
A deliverer was needed. I hope this encourages you like it does me because I don't know about you, but I've been through some things in life. <laughs> I love the beauty of redemption. <laughs> he comes to Gideon. <laughs> and Gideon, this mindset of fear, limited beliefs, doesn't really know who he is and he has an unhealthy fear of God doesn't really have a revelation of the Father. He comes to Gideon and he says, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Me? Yes, you, valiant one. Noble one. Mighty warrior. He starts to have this conversation with God. And you can see that he has these limiting beliefs. They were fear-based. He was dealing with some abandonment-related issues. Why has God abandoned us? God stays with him and starts to challenge some of his thoughts. They start to work through some things. Gideon sees himself as the weakest, the most unqualified for the job to deliver because I've chosen you and I'm with you. My presence is with you and that's all that you need. Gideon could not see himself rightly because he was having an issue seeing God rightly. But God steps in and starts to challenge his thinking and he starts to release prophetic destiny over him. This is who you are. This is who you are, Gideon. He calls him Gideon, which means... Uh, it's a derivative of warrior, which means to cut in two, to burn weapons of war, to break the bow, <laughs> cut the spear of the enemy in two, a person that is engaged or experienced in warfare, a fighter, a person engaged in military service. He said, I'm calling you and I want you to lead an army and I'm sending you into the enemy's camp to take back what the enemy has stolen to set my people free. And there's 32,300 as <laughs> a part of that army. <laughs> and God says, no, that's way too many. No, that's not my choice. That's not my choice. I'm looking for those that have a heart after me. I'm looking for those that will dwell in unity to work as a team and do the work that I've called them to do. 20,000 leave. Nope. That's still too many. God brings it on down to 300. Now we're talking, he said. These are the ones that you'll go into the camp with. God said, Leanne, man evaluates success by numbers. He said, I do too, just differently. 
I do too, just differently, where two or three are gathered in my name. <laughs> I am there. The upper room. <laughs> the upper room. Jesus says, wait. He talks to his disciples. It's like 500. Wait and tarry there. There's a promise coming. Wait and tarry there in worship and in prayer, in unity, and wait because there is a promise coming. Wait and tarry there. But what happens? Some become distracted and feel that there's no point in this. What are we doing? This is a waste of my time. And so it dwindles on down, but there's a core group of 120 waiting and tarrying on the Lord. Waiting and tarrying on the Lord. Waiting and tarrying on the Lord. I really don't know what we're doing, but we're going to keep doing what God has said to do because God said there's a promise coming. And so I'm going to ground myself and I'm going to be faithful and I'm going to do what he's asked me to do because I trust in his word. And they kept waiting and tarrying and waiting and tarrying in unity, waiting and tarrying. And then suddenly, and then suddenly, and then suddenly there was a sound. And then suddenly, and then suddenly there was a fire. And then suddenly there was a mighty rushing wind. And then suddenly there was an explosion of deliverance that began to break out as the Spirit of God began to empower His people. And through the posture of worship and prayer and faithful obedience to simply do this to God, 3,000 swept into the kingdom in a day. Thousands of souls saved. Worship and prayer has always been and will always be the light, the fire that will light revival. Always. Because God's government runs on the power of the prayers of his people. Jesus ascended to the right hand of the Father. And he doesn't say, I am the great high apostle or teacher. He says, I am the great high priest who forever lives to make intercession. And Malachi 1.11 says, When I return, there will be incense arising from every nation, tribe, and tongue, preparing the way of the Lord. Why? Because the sons and daughters are coming into glory, and they are ruling and reigning in their kingly and priestly position and governing and populating the earth with me in the place of worship and prayer. Intercession is our DNA. We cannot get any higher in ministry than we can in the throne room ministry. This is Jesus' primary full-time occupation. He forever lives to make intercession. He poured out his life on the cross as an act, an ultimate act of intercession. I want to tell you a story. Now, God has done this with me, what he did with Gideon, with these 
limited beliefs. And I'll just tell you a little bit about the process that he's had in my life. <laughs> so, um, I did not have a father. And the father roles that I did have in my life, there was a lot of emotional and verbal abuse. And so at a very early age, I loved the Lord. I had great dreams to do great things with God. I was a dreamer, you know, from the beginning. And uh, things happen, right? Things happen. And so um, when I was probably around seven or eight, it was really hard for me to talk because of all of the verbal abuse. I had a really hard time socializing with people. I didn't have a voice. And um, this continued to um, just kind of carry me through. And I was very broken at around the age of 14, 15. Um, our family began to, to really just kind of fall apart even more. Uh, there was divorce that so we fell out of church. Um, I was very depressed and I dealt with just about everything that you can think of anxiety. I mean, it was just everything. I was in a really dark place and the little girl that had great dreams with God, uh, was in a place of what, why am I even alive? How can God be good if he's allowed all this to happen? The enemy comes. <laughs> and so, uh, flash forward, when I'm about 23, the Lord begins to relentlessly pursue me, <laughs> to draw me back. And when I started to get into prophetic realms, I would get prophetic words all of the time. And I did not know what was going on. I was, I was, I was raised Southern Baptist. So I was not, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, not exposed to the gifts of the spirit and people would prophesy over me. And I'm like, are they talking to me? Who in the world are they talking to? And it was like, I was a prophetic magnet, but they would come and just speak these life giving words over and over again. And I really didn't know what was happening, but I do now. All of the words that had released death, God was coming to release life. He was trying to challenge my thinking. So, growing in the Lord, growing through a lot of uh, inner healing, deliverance, I'm really passionate about that. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's the ministry of Jesus. Um, Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, it's the ministry of Jesus. So uh, he's on this long journey with the Lord, and he started to tell me about uh, the call on my life. And I would have these encounters with God that would mark me uh, specifically for worship and prayer. And so I knew it, there was a growing and knowing the more that I would grow in healing and uh, grow in a greater understanding and knowledge of who my father was and uh, is. And so um, I was moving forward 
And uh, I'm not into titles or anything like that, but I had uh, some teachers that would speak things over me because <laughs> uh, I was so uh, depressed in high school. Like, I just didn't, I, I, I lacked motivation. I was quit caring. I went from being an a, a student to, like, I don't even care. I mean, I was getting, like, Fs in citizenship. I just didn't want to be there, you know. Like, I just didn't. <laughs> uh, and uh, so it got back to me that, you know, there was a, a teacher that said, Leanne will never amount to anything. She'll never go far. But what I needed in that moment was someone that believed in me. The gifts were there. The call was there. I was just broken, and I needed someone to believe in me. And so what the Lord also started to do in that journey of healing was, Hey, Leanne, why don't you go to school? What stirs your heart? All right, I'm with you. Okay. You step out, you know, okay? And then he just, he kept doing that to me. And so finally, uh, I'm sitting there one time, and I felt like the Lord had said to go get my doctorate. And I'm like, get my doctorate. And Lord, why? And, um, and so there was someone in my family that said, oh, Leanne, you can't do that. So th this was like a recurring thing <laughs> I kept experiencing. And, um, so I'm like, I kind of put it on the shelf. Well, maybe I can't, you know. The Lord comes back. Hey, Leanne, this is like three years later. Why don't you go get your doctorate? I'm with you. I have a purpose in it. Just go get it. So I go, I step out, and um, ended up uh, finishing last year. But last spring, it was time for me to actually move forward. So uh, it's in worship studies. And my passion is worship and prayer. And the Lord had opened up a door uh, for me to be able to develop a program for cultivating and establishing houses of worship and prayer in the local church at my church that I was going to at that time because that was their vision. So it was a purpose for that. So it was time for me to gain ground, and I hope somebody hears me. And I was strong. I knew I'd had word after word after word after word, and I was going for it. And then it was time for me to start to move into the fulfillment to see part of the prophecies come to pass. I was getting ready to gain new territory in that area, and all of a sudden, it was like this onslaught of defeat that started to come. I mean, I was having thoughts like, I don't think I can do this. Are you sure you're with me? Lord, maybe it's just a new season for me to even step down from leading worship. Like, it was like everything that I was doing that I had had my hand to, I was being attacked in my emotions and in my thoughts. And I thought it was me. And so it's just so heavy on me. It's like a fog. I can't even think straight. I did not know what was going on. And I'm, I'm ready to like step away from everything and run. I could not explain it. And I got down on my face one morning and I started to cry out to the Lord. And I said, God, I need a confirmation if this is what you've called me to do. I don't know what I'm going through. I feel like I've known what you've told me to do and what you've confirmed, but I need a confirmation, God. If you would just do that for me, please give me a confirmation because I really need some encouragement. 
Several hours later, my mom reaches out to me and says, Leanne, I need to talk to you. What? Well, my friend, it was a friend that she had just met, spiritual friend, did not know me, did not really know her. My friend reached out to me this morning and said that God laid it on his heart for him to sow $300 into my ministry because I'm called to be like Gideon and go forth with the things that God had called me to do. Well, that is all I needed. (laughs) The Lord will meet you where you are. He will meet you where you are when you need that encouragement. And I believe that today, wherever you are in questioning, God, are you sure you've really called me to this? May you be encouraged to know that the Lord is with you. The Lord come to me after that and he said, Hey, Leanne, what you've been experiencing and going through is this thing called warfare. When you have prophetic destiny on your life, you will fight for it. But you will fight for it in the place of faith. Ephesians 6, verse 12. The word will be tested. And we cannot give in to feelings when we're attacked emotionally. That is where the enemy will come to attack you. I am a counselor and a therapist, and I run an addiction and recovery program. And I'm going to tell you, we talk about this all the time because the mindset is what we are dealing with here. It's shame. It's brokenness. It's limited beliefs that drives them to uh, reach out for things to self-medicate. That's what we do. Okay, in a state of brokenness, but we talk about this concept of thoughts. Okay, what you're thinking will influence what you're feeling, and what you're feeling will influence the choices that you make, how you respond, and how you react out of that. The enemy comes to attack us and our emotions in the depths because he wants to get us to make a choice in that moment where we would step back from what God's calling us to do. Think about Elijah, serious prophetic destiny, worshiping prayer on his life. Come on. And then he he had had great successes. He knew the word of the Lord. He was confident, bold in the Lord. But all of a sudden, there's an onslaught of witchcraft coming against him. I don't like to talk about the enemy. We need to know there is an enemy, and we need to know how to wage the good fight of warfare here. Elijah ran into a cave. And God comes and says, what are you doing? Why are you in here? He needed a shift in perspective. Just a shift in perspective. Our mindset will either draw us away from the purposes of God or draw us in. I thought that I had this scripture in here, but I want to read it. So I'm going to uh, pull it up here. A Passion Translation is what I'm going to be using. Ephesians 6, verse 12. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Almost there. Thank you for your patience here. <laughs> I, I love my Bible, but when I'm traveling, I do this iPad thing. And <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, here we are. Spiritual warfare. Paul says, I'm sorry, I'm going to go to verse 10. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. I have saved these most important truths for last. I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of his explosive power flowing in and through you. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand -hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms. For they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides so that you're protected as you confront the slanderer. For you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. So put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert. Then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield. For it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies. Take the mighty razor's sharp spirit sword of the spoken word of God, the sword of the Lord and the sword of Gideon. Gideon come into agreement with God. That is the question that God is asking to the bride who will agree with God. That's what happened in the garden. We fell out of agreement with God and we came into agreement with the enemy. Who will agree with God? Our confidence in and of ourselves will not take us far, but our confidence in God will take us beyond the beyond. 1 Timothy 1, 19 through 20. Timothy, my son, I am entrusting you with this responsibility in keeping with the very first prophecies that were spoken over your life and that are now in the process of fulfillment in this great work of ministry, in keeping with the prophecies spoken over you. With this encouragement, use your prophecies as weapons as you wage spiritual warfare by faith and with a clean conscience. 
He goes on in chapter 4 and he says, Be diligent in devouring the word of God. Be faithful in prayer and in teaching the believers. Do not minimize the powerful gift that operates in your life, for it was imparted to you by the laying on of hands and activated as they prophesied over you. Make all of this your constant meditation so that everyone can see that you are moving forward. Another revelation that I got from God, why was God giving me prophetic word after prophetic word? Why does he give us prophetic words? Is to use them as weapons in the days ahead for the things that we step into. Because those words are tested. In all of our standing, stand on the word of God. And when we come into alignment with the word of God, our emotions begin to stabilize again. I know that when I'm out of a place of peace, I have come out of alignment with truth. Hebrews 11. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith pulls our hopes into reality. I want to go on to verse 32 if you want to put that up there. I'm going to talk about the faith heroes. <laughs> the faith of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. Number one, they conquered kingdoms. They agreed with God. Men of faith, they just agreed with God. They established true justice. They were fastened onto God's promises and they pulled them into reality. Their faith shut the mouth of the lions. They put out the power of raging fire. They caused many to escape certain death by the sword. In their weakness, their faith imparted power to strengthen them. Faith sparked courage within them. They became mighty warriors in battle, pulling armies from another realm in battle array. When we agree with God and we stand on the word of God, there is a host of the angelic that is moving on our behalf in response to the word of God. Faith-filled women saw their dead children raised in resurrection power. I want to tell you, the spiritual mothers in this house, you're going to see the sons and daughters raised by resurrection power, the life of Christ, because you're going to feed them with revelation, truth of the knowledge of God. And your words will release healing to their hearts and restoration. They endured. We were talking about it in worship. Count the cost. Surrender all. They endured. Jesus says in Luke 18, when I return, will I really find faith on the earth? There may be delay, but I'm going to tell you through persistence in prayer and faith, you will see the manifestation of your prayers answered and justice will surely come. They endured in the face of persecution, in the face of resistance, opposition, and suffering. Truly the world was not even worthy of them. 
not realizing who they were. But they left a legacy of faith. What does it mean to be a true hero? To live like Jesus, to look like Jesus, to live the Sermon on the Mount lifestyle. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Humility is total dependence on God. Humility is total confidence in God and obedience to God. Jesus says, I have come to obey my Father, to reveal my Father, and to be about my Father's business. I just want to uh, declare this verse over you as a house of restoration. The ark of the Lord. <laughs> and the habitation of God. This is the hour to dream with God like never before. Ephesians 3.20 Never doubt. God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all of this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. The lovers of God who chase after righteousness will find all their dreams come true. An abundant life drenched with favor and a fountain that overflows with satisfaction. Lord, we thank you. Let's just set our hearts on him, set our gaze on him. Lord, we thank you that in and of ourselves we can do nothing. But we thank you, God, that with you we can do all things. We thank you, God, that with you, nothing is impossible. We thank you, God, <laughs> that nothing is too hard for you. Lord, I thank you for the call and the destiny on your beautiful people here. And Lord, I ask that you would strengthen them, God. From the inside out. Lord, I thank you for that boldness that you're strengthening them with. I thank you that you make the righteous as bold as a lion. And I thank you, God, that with your strength, there is a joy. And you promised, God, that you would make your people joyful in the house of prayer. And so, God, we thank you for the winds of refreshing that are blowing in this place tonight. Lord, we thank you for the wind of heaven that is blowing in this place tonight, that is shifting things, that is rearranging things, that is refreshing things, that is restoring things. Lord, we thank you, God, that our hope is in you. And we thank you, God, that when our hope is in you, that we see our expectation fulfilled. 
Let truth be our guide. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, God. Lord, you said blessed is the one, the man and the woman, who does not walk according to the counsel of lies, but walks according to the counsel of your truth that meditates day and night on you. Blessed is he, blessed is she, who puts their hope and their trust in God. They will flourish, they will be successful, and they will prosper in every single thing that they put their hand to. (laughs) 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 Just like David. The man of prophetic destiny. Oh, being hit from every side. I don't know what's going on, God. I'm dealing with a lot right now. But I will encourage myself in you. (laughs) Even though all hell may be breaking loose, I will encourage myself in you. And I will stand on the word that you gave me. The entrance of your word brings light to my soul. I love your word. Your word is my guide. Marcus, God, I thank you for the hunger that your people have. And God, I ask that you would increase that hunger. You said those that hunger and thirst for righteousness would be filled. So Lord, I ask God tonight, God, that there would be an overflow in the depths, God, of their being, of the goodness of God. Fill them up, God. Fill them up, God, for this season. Strength, grace, grace for this season, God. And we thank Thank you that the work of the Lord that you have called them to do, that your good hand is upon them. And I thank you, God, that it's not in how we start, but it's in how we finish. And I thank you that you bring them through to successful completion. And we thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you're going to do. And even tonight, God, let there be an awakening in this region. Let prophetic singers and musicians call to this house be awakened we call them forth to do the work of the lord let the gatekeepers and the watchmen be awakened in this region that are called to this house god in jesus name and we thank you for the oil of joy that's being released upon your people tonight we thank you for the fresh oily fire that's being released to your people tonight and i thank you they are a city set on the hill here in this region i thank you that they are positioned and established as a lighthouse in this place for the cause of justice and righteousness to bring those in darkness back home so we thank you for an infusion of your strength and empowerment tonight God and we bless you 
And I thank you that the work of their hands is blessed. In Jesus' name. Now, if anyone would like personal ministry, I'm just going to invite you to come up. Just take a little time if uh, anybody wants personal ministry.